Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Well, welcome to the Gospel for Life. Unfortunately, today we are not here with everyone in the studio. Um, Josh Bales, pastor at The Well, is not with us th- today. I think he's fixing fences, I believe. Is yeah, what yep. Is. He is. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's taking some vacation time to do some housework. So we have an ongoing list of lame excuses, and this one has quickly rose to the very top of of the of the list. Yeah. As far as yeah. reasons not to be here and repairing your fence, right? but hey, it's what it is. He's a kid. What can we? Good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> That's what they say. So. Now we have been working our way through the Psalms, and today we are entering into Book Five. And I don't know if either one of you gentlemen want to talk us through what's. Book five, book five um, begins with Psalm 107, goes all the way through the end of the Psalms 150, and uh, we're we're at a. It's almost the consummation of all the Psalms here. There's a there's a um, there's an introductory Psalm in 107, and then uh, there are a number of what you call Hallel Psalms, which Hallel would be praise Psalms, which are 111 through 117, and then. Uh, we have a, a couple wonderful psalms, 119 and 119. 119 is a what you might call a law psalm, a Torah psalm, a, a scripture song. And then uh, there are 15 psalms of ascent. That's uh, Psalm 120 to 134. And these, these were psalms that were sung uh, perhaps uh, on pilgrimage, on the way up to the temple, to worship in Jerusalem. And, that, and that's really where everything is... Uh, pointing to uh, God's God's dwelling in in this and the praise over that and if, you know finally we have uh, some psalms of David and uh, another a list of Hallel psalms in 146 through 150 and that brings the whole uh, book of Psalms to a climax there um, there's a you know so in one sense all the way through you know you begin with Psalm one and there's a certain confrontation about the two ways to live that um, and then um, and, uh, the next book would begins a sort of a communication with God's people uh, the third third book talks about the devastation that that happens in the exile and how foreign nations came in and destroyed things. And so that's a particular aspect of the book three. And then in book four, you start to see the people mature. And in book five, you have this consummation of everything. So there's a kind of a growth through the whole book of Psalms. And I think for the most part, most of us really like the the last book because of all the all the the praise, the uplift that we get in you know some of those psalms which are very confrontational or you know they might be filled with psalms of a lament. These are psalms of praise. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that when you look at the five different books in the Psalter in the Psalms, um, 
most of the time you have some some kind of clear demarcations between each of the books, book one, book two, book three. Um, between book four and book five, um, it's interesting that everything that uh, Jonathan said is true about that the tenor of book five is so different. It, it's um, There are, are some harder psalms in in book five but that's the exception the rule Mm -hmm. is praise thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um that's very much the flavor but it's interesting that 107 really ties the two psalms the two books together yeah Mm -hmm. they're both it's a historical psalm 107 easily could have been in book four because it's so close to to Psalm 106. Mm-hmm. They're so close together, and that's not normal in the Psalter. Normally, you have pretty clear breaks. They both actually mm-hmm. repeat a line, give thanks to the Lord, for mm-hmm. he's good, his covenant love endures forever. They both repeat that line, which in some ways is not. We think of that being a very strong aspect of the, of the Psalms. You would think this is a line that people often quoted, but that whole give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his covenant love endures forever. It it, it actually appears uh, more time in the book of Chronicles than in, and then it, again it will appear in book four of the Psalms and, and again here now in book five. But mm-hmm. there's, outside of Psalms and Chronicles, it's only used in Ezra and Jeremiah. Let me let me read part of the Psalm. I, I, I don't think we have enough time in the show to read the whole thing, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to read the first part of it and then make a comment. Maybe the first... Uh, Nine verses. Mm-hmm. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. And well, let me stop right there for the, the listener who may just be joining in. This is Psalm 107. Mm-hmm. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls, uh, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Now I'm going to stop right there. And there's a a theme that runs throughout this psalm, that God in his faithfulness acts to deliver those who are in distress who who call upon him. it begins, uh, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then the psalmist goes on to unpack that description of the character of God. It begins mm-hmm. with a description of God's character, that he is faithful and good, um, and his steadfast love endures forever. That's covenant language, uh, that God is the God, is the God who in, in faithfulness uh, in faithful love, steadfast love, chesed, as the Hebrew word. Um, that, and, and then the psalmist goes on to unpack examples of how God acts to deliver those who are in distress who call upon him. Um, this is a, a wonderful psalm, lifting up the praise of the God who saves. Uh, God is the God who delivers. 
and, and, and by deliver, I mean rescuing those who are in distress who call upon him. And of course, most of all, most, most fully, and we'll get right to it, um, that uh, God has sent his son into the world. God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to deliver us from, from bondage, from captivity to sin and, and death and, and evil. Um, God, God is the God who saves. And that you mentioned, you, you start out with that first line, give thanks to the Lord. And this, this very statement is used some 22 times in the psalm, give thanks. And as you pointed out, it is a response to the character of God who's d- delivering us. He, you know, God is good. Um, we have this spontaneous response. There's no other reason to give thanks other than the goodness of God. He's, we see his steadfast love, his deeds, his strength, his protection, his holy name, his glory, his compassion. All these things evoke that uh, mm-hmm. thanksgiving. And so we, uh, the, the interesting thing about it, as you mentioned, is uh, the many ways in which it talks about us being delivered in this, this psalm. We, we first see that we can celebrate Thanksgiving because he delivers us from isolation. Now, we've all been in isolation, but uh, he delivers, you know, he, it says, some wandered in desert waste and finding no way to a city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their souls fainting within them. There's a certain isolation in the desert, that, um, and now God's delivered them. And then you see also um, deliverance um, from bondage. You know, some set in darkness in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. And, you know, so there's, you know, when we're delivered from, from, from the shadow of death, uh, there's um, a great cause for thanksgiving. So all the way through here uh, is uh, notes of praise. You know, we're delivered from our, our consequences. The psalm will bring out, you know, they, um, there's, they were fools through their sinful ways. And because of their iniquities, they suffered affliction, we read in verse 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're delivered from the consequences of our sin and yes. our foolishness. Yes. So, you know, from isolation, from bondage, from the consequences, and this is really what it go- means to be saved. Yes, know? yes. Well, you know, uh, this reminds me of, uh, you know, when you, when you read the letters of Paul in the New Testament, there are, there are often Paul will give uh, lists of sins, and uh, I like to say that if you can't, you're reading one of those sin lists of Paul, if you can't find yourself in the list, you need to read it again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that about Psalm 107. If you can't find yourself in here, uh, and, and there, as, you, as you're saying, Jonathan, uh, there's, this, there's this repeated refrain, some, some wandered in desert wastes, some sat in darkness in the shadow of death. Some were fools through their sinful ways. Uh, if you can't find yourself in the list of these sums, these, these examples of people who are held captive to bondage, to sin and death, uh, if you can't find yourself in there, you need to read it again. This is about us. Uh, this is about you, Christian. And, and it's interesting, in each of those sections where it's some and gives a description, the same refrain is used every time yes. God delivers. Yes. yes. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. That's in verse 8. That's in verse 15. That's in verse 21. That's yes. in verse 31. So you yeah. have these categories of that right. Jonathan and Phil are talking about, 
And then it's almost liturgical mm-hmm. in the fact mm-hmm. that they, it's almost a confession. It's got a refrain. Confession yeah. and response. And a yeah. response. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We all come from Reformed churches, and we would call this the dialogical um, aspect of worship, that there's this back and forth going on between God and his people. And here you have God delivering and God's people responding mm-hmm. to the deliverance that God provides mm-hmm. in each of these different categories that, mm-hmm. that the people have found themselves in. Yes, yes. There's also something right up in the front at the beginning of the psalm, uh, right after verse 1, O give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Then verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I love that. Yeah, there's that hymn line that, but those refuse to sing who never knew our God. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, you've, you've been redeemed, you've been delivered uh, by God. Say it. Say it. Sing it. Proclaim it. Uh, that's what worship is all about. Um, and verse 32 would say that you do that in the context of a corporate setting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let them extol him in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. And so... Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we get too individualistic, and and so this is yes, we do praise him as individuals, but, but we also do it in the context of mm-hmm, corporate worship. Mm-hmm, right. Yep. Sorry, you were it, saying, Phil. Oh no, that's uh, that's uh, that's kind of where I, where I was going to go. And, and when we, um, we get to the end in verse forty three, it, it says, "Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let him consider the steadfast love of the Lord." So after you know, some, 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 and let those who are wise consider these things. Let him attend to it. Let him uh, consider the steadfast love of the Lord, uh, which, as we say, never ceases. Hmm. There's an old hymn, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. Um, And there's a little bit of that sense in this psalm of think about Mm -hmm. what God has done in your life. Think Mm -hmm. about his steadfast love to you as his people. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, then you get to the end and you say, God is good. Mm-hmm. God is gracious. God has taken care of me all of these, these days. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you tomorrow. 